Welcome to Everyday Economics, the podcast that helps you learn about the economic world happening around you every day. I'm your host, Chris Krug, president of the 501c3 nonprofit, nonpartisan Franklin News Foundation. Everyday Economics is a production of America's Talking Network. You can subscribe to all of our podcasts at americastalking.com. To support Everyday Economics, please make your tax-deductible charitable contribution by clicking the link in the show description. We are recording this episode on Monday, December 18th, and joining me as always, Dr. Orfe Devangi, PhD economist, Dr. O. Um, it is prognostication time, and, um, you know, I think that one of the qualities that you have, and it sort of distinguishes you from other econ- economic uh, analysts and, and, and certainly among the economist class, would be the thoroughness of your research and the thoroughness of your considerations before uh, making something public. You have taken a bit of time. We are at the end of 2023. A year is a long time to measure anything or to forecast anything. But what do you see ahead for 2024? Yeah. So, so again, I mean, I, I did a whole, we did a whole episode where I basically said, you know, the, the best economists don't try to predict the future. It's, it's foolish. It, it really is. I mean, you know, the best thing you could really do is to look at the world and consider all the possible states of the world, which by the way, you can't do. You're not going to get all of them, but you can think about the most plausible outcomes, right? And then you can compare them. Right. And, and say, hey, here's what we should expect if we end up in this scenario or that scenario. And, and, and then you could put all that together. Right. And, and so that's the best we can do. We could look at headwinds versus tailwinds. You know, and that's my process. I look at headwinds versus tailwinds and I highlight some of the headwinds and then I highlight some of the tailwinds. And then, and then, you know, if we have enough data, we can maybe try to put some magnitudes to those things. And figure out which are going to dominate uh, in 2024. And so, why don't we talk about some of the tailwinds for the U.S. economy going forward? Well, look, you got that strong labor market. You got a 3.7 percent unemployment rate. Uh, you have, you still have a ton of vacancies. You still have somewhat of a labor shortage, which means that when people lose their jobs, they're able to find other jobs fairly quickly. Uh, maybe not necessarily in their industry, in their current industry. Although, you know, with the gift that the Fed gave us last week with interest rates, with financial and credit conditions easing and interest rates are likely to decline in 2024, that means that even the most interest rate sensitive industries that had taken a hit in 2022 and 2023 are likely to going to see a bit of a rebound. Uh, you look at even the manufacturing sector and the goods sector that had taken a big hit that's been in a recession for a long, for, for, I want to say, I don't know, almost two years now, right? That, that decline has kind of stalled and that sector might even see a little bit of a rebound. It's going to probably flat this month, be flat this month, but 2024 might be a little bit better. You know, the labor market might have cooled, but it's still strong. And at the end of the day, that means the consumer is probably going to be okay. And, and that's, you know, that's definitely a major tailwind for the U.S. economy going into 2024. Now, l- let's talk about the headwinds. 
the headwinds are going to be, um, well, look, we have a political site. We have a, we have Congress that's highly divided. We have a political, we have an election, uh, uh, coming up in 2024. You know, the fact that you have more political polarization, the fact that, uh, you may have the expiration of the Trump tax cuts, uh, which basically would, uh, raise taxes on a bunch of corporations, take a little bit of some shareholder value. It might actually hurt the consumer, the, 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 hurt the, hurt some businesses, uh, a little bit, uh, which also ends up hurting, you know, uh, uh, workers, right? There's some good research that shows that corporate tax cuts actually, actually contrary to what a lot of people think, by the way, corporate taxes don't just hurt corporations are people guys. They don't just hurt. Uh, it's not just some random big corporation out there. They're shareholders, the people that, that actually believed in that company and invested in it. And then there's the workers, right? If, if corporations choose not to, uh, let their profits shrink, what do they do? Well, they cut some workers or they stop hiring a bunch of people. We saw that we see that all the time. Corporations trying to protect their profit margins and make some major cuts. We saw that in the tech industry in the last couple of years or so. So I mean, look, at the end of the day, the expiration of the Trump taxes are not a good thing, contrary to what some people might think. It's not about like paying your fair share, or whatever. I, anyway, that was a little side thing. Let me go back to my predictions to 2024. That's going to be a headwind for the U.S. economy going into 2024. Um, the election usually brings on a, a little bit of craziness, especially in the primary season. During the primary, both parties want to be as, you know, as uh, extreme as they can be to, to bring in, to bring in their people and get their people out to vote. And unfortunately, that scares investors a little bit, right? So, so as long as we don't have the extreme, the, the kind of extremism, you know, we saw that with the Bernie Sanders, uh, Elizabeth Warren a couple of years, a few years ago, right? The, the, the that kind of narrative, uh, scared, scared investors. And, uh, and what happened is we had a little bit of a dip in economic activity. But the good news about that is that economic activity tends to rebound after that. Right. As long as you don't have a contested election and a bunch of, uh, you know, the process dragging out, dragging out too long, then you might actually have a rebound in economic activity. Uh, and so, so that's the good news. It basically means, you know, if you're an investor, don't go off to the sidelines because you might miss the rebound. Right. Because things, things are going to be just, just fine. Uh, but anyway, that's still a headwind going forward. Then you have debt maturing for a large number of non-financial companies. And that debt maturing means that they will have to refinance that debt at a much higher interest rate than the one they currently have. Uh, and I think Bloomberg reported on this. Uh, and so with short-term rates higher than they were, or twice as high than they were, when that, when they take out the debt, that's going to squeeze a bunch of companies and it might actually cool hiring further and cool the labor market, which will affect, uh, consumers and definitely pull down economic, economic activity and economic growth in 2024. So 
those are kind of, these are the things I see uh, going forward. You have the whole student debt, uh, you know, student loan thing, uh, a small drag, not a big drag, but a small drag. Uh, you also have probably the most important, probably one of the most important things because of the human loss is the conflicts abroad. The, the conflicts abroad are not going to be isolated to the countries that are involved in those conflicts. They're going to affect the global economy. And they're definitely already affecting the U.S. economy. I'm probably going to continue to affect the U.S. economy. It's going to be a drag. Because, look, when we spend more on, on, on military and military support for Ukraine or Israel or whatever other conflict is happening out there, or when we have to deal with conflict or the tensions, rising tensions with China, and we when we divert resources, let me say that again, divert resources to a military buildup, you know, those resources could potentially have been spent on on things that would actually have helped us right here domestically. Maybe more 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 investment in infrastructure, for example, maybe caring for the old, um, the old uh, which, by the way, we you know we have a, a social security system that's uh, st- struggling to keep up uh, is the best way I can put it, and so all of those diverted resources, uh, maybe we could be investing in green technology so that we can be ready for the future and be ahead of our peers. But unfortunately, we are not. We are not able to do those things when we're involved in conflict. Across the across the globe, uh, and so that's another big headwind for the U.S. economy going into 2024. Uh, so that yeah, that kind of that's the way I like to think about about things. Uh, and then I say, well, you know, now that I know what the tailwinds and headwinds are going to be, maybe we can try to work on putting some numbers to those and come up with a decent uh, picture of how to hedge against the uh, risks that are that we're facing going forward well as always i i appreciate your thoughts that's a that's a lot to unpack i mean of course we'll be you know, working on that sort of piece by piece on everyday economics but i think that that's a that's a good start for what to watch for and i i do again i appreciate you coming on and, and sharing that knowledge for rfa divangi this has been chris krug subscribe to everyday economics and dozens of other high quality podcasts at americastalking.com Are you tired of news that puts politics over people? At the nonprofit Franklin News Foundation, we believe in putting people over politics by delivering nonpartisan news and audio content that serves you, the American taxpayer. With Franklin News Foundation, you can read fact-based, state-focused news for free at thecentersquare.com. You can listen to civil, balanced conversations between policy experts through our podcast network at americastalking.com. Or you can get in-depth news on K-12 education spending, curriculum, and school safety at chalkboardnews.com. It's all free through Franklin, where we put you, the American taxpayer, first in every story, episode, and conversation. And it's only possible through our supporters. Together, we can produce content that puts people over politics and brings Americans the news they deserve. Become a supporter today at franklinnews.org slash donate. Once again, that's franklinnews.org slash donate.